Father, we've only caught little glimmers of your beauty, your love, your activity in our lives, and yet it excites us. It overwhelms us with joy. And Father, maybe for some of us we're wondering this morning, have you been active? Are you there in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the darkness? Lord, I pray that you'd reveal to our hearts that you are there, you are active, and that you give us hope. Lord God, please speak to us this morning. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. What's your favorite thing about this time of year? Is it unwrapping presents? How many of you is it the presents? All right, we got Baron. He's raising his hand. Dad's raising his hand for him. Uh, how many of you, is it, is it the food? Nobody's raising their hands yet. That's odd. Okay, how about the Christmas lights? No? Time with family? All right, that, that gets, that's interesting. That gets, gets the most. Um, any other things that I missed? Anybody, did I miss anything? Singing carols? What was it? The act of giving. Yeah, you know that highlights something that, that's been one of my favorite things in becoming a, a, a pastor here is something that begins to happen in November. You know, I'll, I'll get random phone calls, random text messages, and, and as a pastor, sometimes you're like, ah, what's going to be happening? Oh no, there's a crisis, there's something happening in somebody's life, it's a chaos sometimes. But when you get to this time of year, there's, there's some exciting things that begin to happen when people begin to call you and they say, hey, is there anybody in need? Is there a family? Is there somebody that we could bless? Could... Could we anonymously put something in somebody's mailbox? Could we, is there anybody that you know that needs something? It's a beautiful thing. When people begin to look around and their hearts begin to open up with the opportunity to give. So thank you for bringing that one up, Maitland. And, you know, one fun thing this year has been as we have had our Christmas celebration each day. We've been celebrating the nativity story as a family. We've been we have a couple different manger scenes that the, the girls play with, and they, they use the different, different parts to tell the story, and they want to tell the story, tell the story. And so they'll tell about the angel appearing to Mary and then to Joseph. And, and then, of course, what happens when they travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem? How do they get there? How, how do Mary and Joseph get from Nazareth to Bethlehem? On a donkey. We all know that they get there on a donkey, Right? Oh, she, of course, she's the one that rides on the donkey, right? All right, can you tell me where you get this from? Where I get this from? Because I agree. At least I used to. Where do we get this concept from? I mean, our, our stable scene has the donkey that Mary can ride on. Is that, is that the truth of the story? Can you find a Bible verse for me on that? Because I want you to look at something. Look with me at Luke chapter 2. Just, just days after Jesus has been born. 40 days after Jesus has been born. He's taken to the temple. And when he's taken to the temple, this is what is described in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 21 or 22. Now when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed. That's 40 days for a male child. Uh, I believe it was 80 days for a female child. So this is 40 days after Jesus is born. They brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. So Bethlehem was also in Judea, so they went over to Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. All right, so we can read over this and think, oh, that's interesting. Interesting. Pair of turtle doves, two young pigeons, great. They dedicated Jesus. Okay, interesting. But here's the thing. You've got to go back to Leviticus chapter 12. And maybe you haven't been reading Leviticus lately, and I don't blame you if you haven't, because it's like reading the owner's manual for the sanctuary service and these things. There's a lot of details there, and it, it takes some, some digging in to get something valuable out of it. But, but what it highlights is that a, in Leviticus 12, a woman, when she has a child after 40 days, she's to bring a lamb... For the purification sacrifice. Unless, 
Leviticus chapter 12 and verse 8 says, And if she cannot afford a lamb, if she cannot afford a lamb, then she shall take two turtle doves or two pigeons, one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering, and the priest shall make atonement for her and she shall be clean. So as they, they come to the sanctuary, they cannot even afford a lamb. So what in the world makes us think that they had a donkey? These are poor peasants. And this is one of the clearest pictures that we get of that. These are people who are some of the lowest of the low. They're uneducated. They're peasants. And they can't even afford a lamb for sacrifice. And you know that they were faithful, that they were wanting to give everything that they possibly could, and they simply they couldn't even afford a lamb. Now sometimes in the temple, the Midrash actually records that they drove up the prices but I don't, I don't know that that was what was taking place at this time because we really do believe that Mary and Joseph were very poor. In fact, I read in the book uh, Christian Service about this, this particular moment, page 160, it says, The world's Redeemer was the son of poor parents, and when, his, when in his infancy he was presented in the temple, his mother could bring only the offering appointed for the poor, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. He was the most precious gift of heaven to our world. A gift above all computation, yet it could be acknowledged only by the smallest offering. Our Savior, during all his sojourn on earth, shared the lot of the poor and lowly. Self-denial and self-sacrifice characterized his life. It's an incredible thing that, that Jesus knows what we go through. He came and he was born to peasants. To some of the poorest of the poor who couldn't even afford a lamb. And so when you, you pick up the story in Matthew, which this had to have happened later on because obviously they would have been able to afford a lamb if this had taken place. If you look back in Matthew chapter 2, where we read last week about the wise men. We talked last week about the wise men as they followed the star. And we talked about Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 19 that says, for us, if we do well to do to take heed to the, the word of prophecy like a light in a dark place until the morning shine, star shines in our heart. I want to encourage you in 2021. Do you already have a, how many of you already have a devotional plan or a reading plan for 2021? You have plans for what you're going to read? It's okay if you don't yet. If you don't, uh, get the bulletin and text, either text straight to me or text to the church. Text JOIN. And we'll add you to our text group and we'll send out to you this week a, a, some ideas for your devotional experience for 2021. Or you can email to our church email address and we will send you ideas for 2021. Encourage you. You've got to focus on that light in 2021 that will direct you to Jesus. Well, these wise men we talked about last week, they traveled some distance, probably weeks on end, following at night that star in the east. And finally... They are the, the star that was, they were from the east. It was in the west. They were headed towards the west. Did you see the Christmas star this last week? It's pretty cool to see Jupiter and, and Saturn align in the, in the sky. Well, they follow that star and finally they got to Jerusalem and then they get, they go on and everybody has missed it except for a few say to go to Bethlehem. And so they go on to Bethlehem. And then that star, it says, it goes down over the very house where Jesus is. And remember we said that they rejoiced greatly over that star. But verse 11, catch this. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and, what does it say? Worshipped him. They, they traveled all that distance in order to worship. And I want to commend you for being here today. It's a little bit colder. It's a little bit wet. But you're here to worship, right? You're here to, to ascribe worth to who Jesus is. These men traveled long distance in order to worship. And, and what did that worship look like? And why did they worship? I mean, here you have peasants with a little tiny baby. There was no royal guard. They came seeking the king of the Jews. And yet there was nothing outwardly that was attractive or beautiful about this family. And yet they worshipped him. They fall down and they worship him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him. Gold, frankincense, 
and myrrh. This is a beautiful thing. They, they open up their treasuries. A part of their worship was to give. And you find that throughout the Bible. In fact, the first time that worship, that English word is used, it, translating the, the Hebrew word for worship is in Genesis chapter 22 when Abraham goes to Mount Moriah to sacrifice Isaac. And he tells the young men, he says, I and the lad, we're going to worship and we're going to come back. And what was he going to do? He was going to give his only begotten son. And that was going to be his act of worship. And he was also acknowledging that they were going to come back. He knew that he had a faithful, loving God who could even raise Isaac from the dead. So here, they bring out this treasure, which gold, it's pretty fascinating. Gold is such a a beautiful, uh, priceless metal that often currency is based upon. But did you know that you can take an ounce of gold and you can hammer it? It's really thin, and it can cover an entire tennis court. So if something's gold-plated, you don't have to count on it being really, really valuable. It may be that the gold is really, 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 really thin. But gold is a priceless gift, a gift for a king, and a gift that the Bible uses even to reference to the Word of God itself. Frankincense. Frankincense was something that was used in the anointing oil for the high priest, for a king. This is is talked about in the law of Moses that it was a part of that special anointing oil in the sanctuary. And myrrh. Myrrh was also used in some of the uh, fragrances and anointing oils and and in the, the incense, or frankincense was used in the incense, I guess, in the sanctuary. But myrrh, you remember when myrrh was used at the end of Jesus' life? A hundred pounds was brought in order to anoint the body of Jesus. Already here you get a little glimmer that Jesus was born to give himself fully to the extent of laying himself down willingly for you and for me. What an incredible thing that the picture we get at Christmas of worship is to give. To give and to give and to give and to give. Because these wise men, they travel all this distance, they come and they worship, they give him a gift and they leave. That's all that we get to the story of the wise men. That's all that we know about these men. They, they fade from history after this. They just came to give. I think that was enough. Because think about these peasants who are living in Bethlehem. Interestingly enough, it may have been that they were refugees originally and that they were in Nazareth rather than Bethlehem. David's hometown was Bethlehem. But somehow they had ended up in Nazareth. And usually you stayed in the the hometown where your father was. So we don't know why he ended up in Nazareth. It's possible that they had been fleeing from something. And they, maybe King Herod had already been causing problems. He had a palace near, near, uh, near Bethlehem. But now, after the wise men leave, Joseph and Mary are told to flee to Egypt. That long journey that, that the, 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 the Israelites took to get out of the land of slavery, Jesus goes with Joseph and Mary. And I mean, there's so many parallel, parallels here to the Old Testament. You have a guy named Joseph having multiple dreams before he takes his family down to Egypt. And then you have Jesus being brought out of Egypt. And the Bible says, out of Egypt I have called my son. But all of that aside, how does a family like this, afford to go on this trip to Egypt, a foreign country. And once they get there, you know, for us today, if we end up in a city without anything, there's usually a shelter. There's usually a place where we can go for, a food, for food at a food bank. There's usually somebody that'll open their arms. But if you ended up in a foreign country back in this time without enough resources, you know what you ended up? You ended up as a slave. That's what happened when you didn't have enough money back then. You ended up selling yourself in order to survive. But Joseph and Mary had gold, they had frankincense, they had myrrh. And God had provided a gift to see them through. And it's been neat to see how God has been working through you and for some of you in giving gifts. And so I want to invite Leah and Sabrina to come up here and share a little bit about what God has been doing in, uh, in, in, in Sabrina's life and Matt's life over and your family's life just recently. 
All right. So many of you know that when Matt and Sabrina agreed to take their jobs here at our church, being our farm manager and Sabrina working as secretary, that was definitely a sacrifice for them. But as Matt shared in his testimony a few weeks ago, that call on their heart was so strong that that's what God wanted them to do. And it's been amazing to see actually over the last year how God has confirmed that for their family over and over. But it was definitely a sacrifice. And Matt is a commercial fisherman. They rely on that a lot to help bring extra income into addition to what they earn here to help support their family. And both of them would say that they need that income, and it hasn't always been easy, but little by little, God has provided for them. Well, as the pandemic hit and more shutdowns happened this last time, fishing closed, and they didn't have that at all. And God was already had something up his sleeve. God was in the midst of working on their behalf, and Sabrina is going to tell us about a little surprise that she had just a week or so ago. Good morning. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I had just a amazing experience. Some random person, um, ended up coming up to our house. Now it was towards the end of the day, right around like four thirty-five. Um, I hear a knock on the door and I heard a truck driving up, totally thought it was Matt. And so I was really slow to get up to go answer the door. I was, like, sending a few more emails, and I heard it again. And I'm like, okay, apparently he can't open the door. So I walk out there and open up the door, and this lady was there, standing there. She had a mask on, so I couldn't really see who it was. But somebody I've never met before, I totally thought maybe she had come up to the farm, and she just wanted to meet the farmers, or, you know, I don't really know. And so... um she she asked me a question that kind of shocked me. She she asked, um, "Is your son do you or do you have a son named Gunner?" And I'm like, um, "Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Is something the matter?" Um, and she handed me a bag, and she's like, this is for the family. Merry Christmas. And I was still shocked by her question asking me about my son that I looked and, you know, paid attention to the children for a second. And next thing I know, she's, like, in her truck driving away before I could be like, who are you? Merry Christmas. Thank you. And I get back to the desk, and I look in it, and actually um, inside of this bag was a verse which I brought with me. What, if I can get it, hold, here we go. Um, it's Psalms fifty-five twenty-two. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. And inside of that bag was a gift card for us. And I thought, what? That is so huge. Like who... I don't even know this person, what a blessing it is. I mean, we were kind of, you know, like Leah said, struggling with trying to, you know, make Christmas happen. I mean, I don't know how you guys are with like the end of the year, just trying to make everything kind of happen. I feel like there's a little bit more of a a stress towards the end of the year. And I was just so shocked and um, it was it was just a huge blessing. And so I guess that following Sabbath, Matt was telling Zach, a little bit about this random person who came up to our house. And um, then later that week, Zach said that the lady who came up, I guess, texted him and, and said, she just looks so upset. I just, yeah, like she looked like a deer in the headlights. I just don't want her to be upset. So please let her know, you know, who I am. And I just thought it was amazing. You know, it was, just one one of the many blessings. So that was a church member who had contacted us and said, hey, I actually have a friend in the community. She's not part of our church at all, but she would just love to bless a family at church. Could I get Matt and Sabrina's address? And so there she went. But this was not the end of the story because that was early in the week. Matt told Zach the story on Sabbath. And then little by little throughout the week, amazing things started happening for Matt and Sabrina. She's going to tell us a few more of them. I'll try to be short, but <laughs> um, that very same Sabbath, I was talking to Marissa a little bit. Um, 
I've been struggling over the past couple of months, maybe it's stress, I don't know, but really bad headaches. And I know I've talked to Linda about this quite a bit. Migraines, they transfer into migraines and it's just been awful. So between talking with Leah, Alana, Marissa, just trying to like figure out how to combat this, um, Marissa, I told her that the on Sunday if she was going to be at the farm because uh, Laurel had a gift for Ella. And she's like, no, 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 you know, I'm, we're not going to be at the farm, but I have something for you. Why don't you come over to my house? You can bring the little gift, and um, I really think this might help your headaches. And so apparently her and David were talking about it all night long, and I thought, whoa, first of all, that's huge. You guys don't need to talk about, you know, my problems. I know you guys probably have a ton. So she said that she thinks that it was more of like a – a, a muscle tension. So she put this like neck massager, really nice neck massager on me. And I sat there and immediately started to feel some relief. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. This is huge. And she's like, I had a feeling that's what it was. And she's like, hang on a minute. And so she goes into her back room and she's like, you know, this is obviously God working here because we just had a friend dropped this very same massager off as a gift to us, but clearly you need it more. And so she walked, she gave it to me, and I, I was like, look, I don't take things very, very easily. I've already been given so much. Like, this is just too much. This is huge. And she's like, no, you know, Merry Christmas. Like, you guys need this. Obviously, if this is helping out your head, then just keep me posted. And I was just a mess that day. That was Sunday. I, I came back to the farm and I was just in tears because I left her house running more errands thinking like, God, why? Why us? Why are people giving us all of these things? We're just a simple farmer. I'm just a simple secretary. Like we do nothing, you know, we're not worthy of all of this amazing gifts. So on my way back from Target to the farm that Sunday, Leah texts me and she's like, hey, some anonymous person put something in your folder. And I thought, oh, Lord, <laughs> again, you continue to show up. And it's he's just blessed us in so many ways. And, you know, I told Leah, I don't feel like we deserve this. And I went over and over. When Matt got home, I was like crying on Sunday. I thought, I want to give back. I want to be the person who can give away and, you know, just help somebody else out. Like, why you? You're great. You're a great farmer. He's like, you're a great secretary. I'm like, no, God is great. And it was just amazing. And that's all I have about that one. And the blessings kept coming because we went up to our family Christmas and I was actually telling my family some of this and they were like, wait, just a minute. We actually have some gift cards that we want you to take back to Matt and Sabrina. So that was more, and the blessings have kind of just been coming all week. Sabrina showed up at my house this week in tears, like, you wouldn't believe what God has done for us and just telling me one thing after another after another. But this was really special for me because in the beginning of December, I had prayed a prayer. And, you know, we work with Matt and Sabrina a lot and we get to hang out with them a lot. And my heart always goes out to them because they work so hard and they sacrifice so much in you know, as Sabrina told me this week, everyone knows how much we make because they all see our church financials every month. But I prayed a prayer saying, God, I know at the end of the year, people like to share, people like to give. People are often contacting Zach saying, you know, is there someone we could send a gift card or share something with? So my prayer was, God, could you send that Matt and Sabrina's way? And we had in mind, you know, something to give and to share, but I just prayed like, God, if you could multiply that and if you could send something their way, what a blessing that would be. And so when Sabrina shows up at my house in tears, I was almost in tears to see what God had done in answer to that prayer too, in just sending money their way to help and support, especially in a time when they can't fish and we don't know how long that'll go on and just giving them a little bit of extra. But one last part of the story, which I think is really awesome what conversation did we have a couple months back on our couch at my house? Well, I think you're right. I think it was a little longer than a couple months. I think it was about a year ago. We had a conversation with Zach and Leah about something serious. I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, just a big movement in our life. And 
they both said, have you ever tried tithing? And we're like, no, like we'll give every now and then. And, you know, just because it makes us feel good, you know, (laughs) but they're like, well, just test it. And it, it says it in the Bible that that's something that he says, test me on. And, you know, at first I thought that, that that's just too much. Like we won't be able to do that. But then it started to like really lay on my heart. And then I turn around one Sabbath and Matt's like, I'm going to give tithe. And I'm like, you are? Okay, let's do it. And then the next Sabbath he did. And then the one after that. And then, you know, we could every, every time we could, we did. Um, but then before you know it, like he was giving one and then I was giving one and it just, I don't know, God is so good and he's so faithful. And I can really say that that was huge, huge for us to really watch that unfold and watch him just continue to provide and continue to just lead. And he's just so good. Amen. He's so good. I told Sabrina this week because she said, I don't know. I don't feel like we deserve it. I said, we don't. That's the thing. But God is just so good and so faithful and he takes care of his people. I told her he takes care of us and you guys have sacrificed so much and worked so hard and you've been faithful and look at what he's done for you. So we just wanted to share that this morning as a praise to God for how he's answering prayers, how he's providing. And thank you to all of you because you may be some of those mysterious donors. Isn't God awesome? He provides for us. He takes care of us. And what a blessing that we can give. We can test him. Malachi 3 is where it says, test me in this and see if I'm not going to open the windows of heaven for you when you simply return to me. What I'm already blessing you with. Everything that we have is from him. You know, if you, if you think about it, you think about how God operates. You think about what was it that Lucifer decided? He said, I'm going to ascend. I'm going to become like the Most High. He wanted to take. You have Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They wanted to take what was not theirs. And then you have this planet spiraling out of control because of this desire to take. And maybe you've experienced that in your life. You're like, yeah, I get that. People are constantly trying to take from me. They're just taking, taking, taking. This place is a mess because everybody's selfish and everybody's taking. And God looked at this selfish mess and he said, okay, I know how to fix this. I'm giving myself. I'm going to come down there and I'm going to keep giving. And I'm going to keep giving and I'm not going to stop even though they put me all the way on the cross and I'll give my life for them. I'll keep on giving. That's good news. And it changes our hearts because when we see that love, it stirs the same love in us to give. Well, there's another inspiring story that happened this week that I wanted uh, Lisa to come up and share. Um, Leah shared something with me that, was, that Bernie had posted on Facebook, and then I talked to Lisa, and the story got even better. Um, not, what Bernie shared was awesome, but it, hearing it first person was really exciting. So we'll have, go ahead and have you share here. Can you hear me? Oh, there, there I am. Well, um, Sabrina, Matt, I know how you feel. Um, Our family, too, can't afford a lamb or a donkey. (laughs) We've been having um, some difficult months making ends meet. And um, so I've been doing a lot of praying. But this week coming up with Christmas, I knew, um, especially with groceries, and I knew we wouldn't have enough. Um, There wasn't going to be enough money with Christmas dinner and um, we have pets. We need pet food takes a big chunk out of groceries. And so I have, had really been praying the, um, last Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, um, just really in the middle of the night, I get up in the, in the middle of the night and prowl around all the time. Um, kind of due to my, I have back pain. And, um, so I've been using that for my time with God. And so I'm like, Lord, you know our needs. You know that we need to get some groceries. So I was um, praying directly for cash, that we need cash for, to get some groceries to make, you know, make it through the week. And, and then, um, so and I was also claiming the promise in John, let me find it. 
um, in John 14, 13 to 15, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I was claiming that promise and um, just saying, Lord, I know, you know, we, we really need some food. And, um, and not only was I asking for cash, Sunday night, I'm like, Lord, we need it by tomorrow, by Monday. Um, so anyway, uh, Monday comes in the afternoon. Gabe and I went to the grocery store because when you have a big healthy son to carry the groceries you take him with you to go grocery shopping and all through the store he's adding up what we're getting because we know we you know we only have so much and so he's adding up and we've we even had to put some things back because we knew we needed other things more and when you get in that pet food aisle boy that takes a big chunk and your animals have to eat too (laughs) and so we get up to the um, register to check out and um I'm actually writing a check because I'm thinking, okay, thank goodness for overdraft. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't know. I don't think we have enough. Well, the people, there was a couple behind us, and the guy just, he reaches over and hands the the cashier a $100 bill. And, and she was like, what? And I was like, what? Why would you do that? And he said, well, We've been blessed this week, and we want to bless you. We um, chose you to bless, and um, and I'm like, are you serious? You don't know how much this is needed because it was about a hundred dollars that we needed to make make ends meet, <laughs> and you you should praise God for um, all the little miracles. But this for me was a big thing because um, he allowed us to have cash and it was on monday so thank we we praise the lord i I cried um the 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 cashier um she actually went to our preschool so i've known her she was crying and um so just praise god for for how he loves us and answers our prayers Isn't that exciting? God answers prayers. He knows what you're going through. He knows your needs. And I'm so thankful for this incredibly loving church family because, and thank you for sharing that, that story with us. Um, when I shared that with some of our leaders here, they were wholeheartedly behind us um, as a church family giving you a $200 gift card for Food for Less. So God bless you guys. It's a privilege to give. Thank you. And know that you have a church family that loves you and that we want to be here for you. I know we're not supposed to, but we'll give air hugs. <laughs> but God bless you guys. Friends, Jesus knows what you're going through. He really does. You know, if you think about Jesus' life, just, just think about not just the manger, but, but the rest of his life. Think about how, how Jesus he had nowhere to lay his head. He told the, somebody that wanted to follow him that, do you realize the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head? He preached from borrowed boats. He multiplied borrowed food. He rode on a borrowed colt and was buried in a borrowed tomb. When somebody asked, do you pay taxes? Should we pay taxes to Caesar? He said, does anybody have a coin? Anybody? Anybody? Because Jesus didn't have a coin. He had to borrow a coin in order to be able to tell people about taxes. When Peter said, yeah, 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 we pay taxes, he walks into the house and and Jesus is like, do the sons really pay taxes? The temple tax? And Peter's like, oh, okay, I get it. And then he's like, but here's the thing, go out fishing and you'll get that tax for us. Jesus relied on the women that followed him who were, it says, providing for him out of their wealth. Jesus knows what you're going through when you're suffering need. And for those of us who have anything extra, you want to know where Jesus is? He's in the least of these. If you want to find Jesus today, you want to be a wise man today, 
Look for the least of these. Desire of Ages, talking about that dedication moment and how on the one hand you had the priest who was there holding Jesus, who didn't recognize Jesus. But on the other hand, you had Simeon who was waiting for the consolation of Israel who began to rejoice over this little peasant child who had been born. It says this, page 56, So it is still, events upon which the attention of all heaven is centered are undiscerned. Their very occurrence is unnoticed by religious leaders and worshipers in the house of God. Men acknowledge Christ in history. It's really easy to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize God did amazing things back then. They recognize Christ in history while they turn away from the living Christ. We might acknowledge Christ back then. We might look forward to him coming again. But what about right now? Thank you, Lisa, because we know that he's alive for you today. But what about us? What about all of us who can give of our our money, our time, our talents? goes on to say this, Christ in his word calling to self-sacrifice, in the poor and suffering who plead for relief, in the righteous cause that involves poverty and toil and reproach, is no more readily received today than he was 1,800 years ago. No more readily do we receive him today in that we push aside the poor, we push aside the the self-sacrifice. And that's where Jesus is, because he is with the least of these. And you might be thinking this morning, well, I've got nothing to give. I I have no extra. You have something to give. I want to invite um, Matt to come forward and share a story uh, that just highlights the fact that there are more ways to give than simply with money. That you have talents and abilities and gifts and skills that God has given you uh, that can enable you to give. Good morning. Ready? Okay. (laughs) Good morning. So um, a couple Sabbaths ago, I was up here um, encouraging people to come up and do some work up at the farm. We had some building and stuff to do. And uh, before the day before that, or, or weeks or months before that, we've been having problems with our pressure pump that supplies all the water for the whole irrigation area. And I was putting it off and putting it off and was just worried about it. I'm like, man, it's probably going to be something really bad. <laughs> like, I just did what I was just putting it off, kind of working around it. And finally, I called the pump company. I'm like, okay, I need you guys to come take a look at this. So he came over and started, he just took a long time for him to figure it out. But he finally called me over. He's like, I found the problem. You need to come check this out. And, uh, you know, uh, make a sh- long story short, it was just bad. Like, we had to shut the whole thing off. He was flipping on and off. The breaker had just totally almost melted and broke. And it was he was turning on and off, and it was basically shooting sparks out. Like, it was bad. And uh, so we shut it off. We're like, we can't run it. It's just a safety hazard. We just got to shut it off. There's no water to irrigate anything and i'm you know naturally i'm distressed right (laughs) um so i'm learning to like just rely on god more and more but i still like i'm super worried i got crops that are in the ground that need to be watered in the greenhouse i'm like what am i gonna do i'm gonna you know sabbath's coming up i can't do anything on sabbath so you know uh, i'm gonna take take that day that we really need really need to rest and then sunday i got a big farm day of people coming to help out and so I'm up all night, you know, like usual, just like thinking about it, waking up in the middle of the night and uh, uh, just, you know, just getting way too worried about it. That's not doing me any good. But anyway, the next morning when I was sharing that at the end, it was still fresh on my mind. And I'm like, I'm just going to say, you know, say, hey, can we pray about this problem we're having with electrical? I don't know what to do about it. And uh, if you haven't met Gary yet, Gary uh, Lestari's boyfriend, you can raise his hand over there if he wants. <laughs> he comes up to me and he's like, hey, I'm an electrician. I'm like, what? Really? And he's like, yeah, I'll be up there tomorrow and walks off. And I go to George. I'm like, George, Gary just came up to me. He's an electrician. I was like stressing all about this. And he's George is, of course, George, slow, calm and steady. He's like, why are you stressed? <laughs> and I'm like, well, because all this stuff can go wrong. And he's like, well, stop worrying about it. So um, he comes in, Gary comes the next day, and um, it was super miraculous just in that story. But he gets here, I show him the problem. Obviously, there's a mess, it's a mess. The whole box needs to be removed, all this needs to change out. And um, he, he starts going at it. And I come up a little while later, he's like, well, you wouldn't believe this. There's, 
you know, I was supposed to return this electrical box to, you know, next week. And this exact box sitting in my truck that we need to fix this uh, uh, problem. So he had the part in his truck. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. So I go back down, doing the farm day, come back up to check and see how he's doing. And he's like, yeah, there's this other fitting that connects this box to that box. And this other fitting is all these fittings were in my truck. Like everything was already there. And it was like, whoa, this is a miracle. What a blessing to you had the Lord used Gary to come up there and fix it within like a day or two. And all he had to do is go up and uh, uh, go buy some breakers, attach them back up within a couple hours. Gary had that up and running. And uh, it's just uh, one thing that continues to build my faith in the Lord is going to um, uh, uh, fix these things, to not stress, to not worry about it, to put your trust in him. And we really appreciate Gary. We really appreciate all your guys' talents. If you're skilled or not skilled, there's something for you to do up there or do around the grounds or God can also have you do something in your life. So George is going to embarrass me some more really quick. And uh, <laughs> a few mo- <clears throat> A few months ago, we had a problem with the front differential on the tractor. <clears throat> so anyway, we started checking on the parts for that thing to fix it. <clears throat> These two little gears were going to cost $2,400 to replace. So I told Matt, I said, well, I said, we're just going to put this thing back together without four-wheel drive, and we're going to sit on it for a while and see what happens. So that's been like, what, two, three months ago, four months ago? It's been rough without four-wheel drive. (laughs) (laughs) I told Sabrina, I said, I'm not going to fix this right away because I want Matt to realize what's going on here. (laughs) It takes a while. while. (laughs) So anyway, we just sat on it. A couple weeks ago, Steve Weber came up to me and he said he was over at the library and he was looking on eBay and he said he found a differential that he thought would be right for that tractor. This was on Sabbath. So I waited till after sundown and I went and got on the computer and I opened up eBay and I searched around there for a while and I couldn't find it and then I thought, well, I'll try one more search. And so I did that and here this thing pops up. 350 bucks. It's not only the gears, but it's the housing. It's the whole, the whole assembly that goes in there. So I looked at everything I could, and I checked it as best I could, and everything looked like it was going to be right. <clears throat> so I said, okay, we're going to give it a shot. So I bought it, and with the, the taxes and whatever went with it, it was about 360 bucks. So we got that assembly for that tractor for less well I actually found where we could get it for 1800 but anyway from 1800 down to 350 or whatever it was so we haven't put it back in yet I want to put some new bearings in it and freshen it up make sure that everything's right with it before we put it into the tractor but God just continually blesses us with deals that nobody could even imagine nobody could make it up God is awesome. So whether you're searching on the computer at the library or coming out every Sunday to drive the tractor like Steve does, dedicating time to do that, um, whether you're an electrician and can come and, and help out with that, whether whatever skill you have, whatever time you have, you have something to give. There are people all around us. God intentionally places people in our lives so that we could give. What if that couple behind Lisa and Gabe had not been looking, had not been watching, had not been wanting an opportunity to help, they would have missed making an incredible difference. How often are my eyes closed to who I might help? You know, it's great that this time of year our hearts begin to open up. We've had fun with our family because after we do the manger scene, we started having our little gift jar under the tree where each night we would take and we would share our money We would share money with Jesus because we wanted Christmas for our girls to be about giving a gift to Jesus in the least of these. And so each each day we would be putting in more money in here. And and you'd be amazed what grandpas will do, what grandmas will do, what aunts and uncles will do. In fact, we were up at Leah's dad's house and he literally... Uh, we were packing the house and we're turn, our backs are turned and Leah's like, look at what he's doing over there. And he was like cr- 
creeping up to where the jar was, and he was slipping money in there, <laughs> adding to our gift. And so last night, the girls and I, we counted out the money, and there was $257 there. And so we opened up the Adventist Southeast Asia Project's website. And we were looking at the different options that we were going to share with the girls. And we said, there's one option. And before we counted the money, actually, we thought this would be the best option where you can get a goat for $125. And you can, you can put it to, to this family in a poor village and they'll, it'll multiply. And then eventually they'll give goats back to the project, which will help another needy family. And the whole economic level of the village will increase. And we thought, that's a great idea. We could just do one goat. We think we have about $125 there. That'll be good. We count it, it's $257. Well, okay, girls, do you want to get two goats? Or then we also showed them this option. There's this feed and read program with the Avenus Southeast Asia Project where schools in Thailand, Cambodia, I remember the first time I heard about this program, I was at the seminary and they showed this video of kids going around in Cambodia and digging, trash, digging food out of a trash dump in order to eat. And that all day long, these kids would be going around this trash dump, picking out food. We think that we suffer here in America. We have so much. The majority of the world lives on less than $2 a day. And with Adventist Southeast Asia Projects, they have this one where you can give just a dollar a day. And you can give the opportunity for a child to go to school, a Christian school, where they learn about Jesus. And they also get at least one good meal per day. So we said to Abby and Livy, okay, well, there's, we call him Charlie, but his name is Charlie Key. I don't know how they say it, but Charlie is what we call him. Charlie likes reading stories and playing football when he isn't studying. He has two younger sisters. He wants to be a mechanic when he grows up. And you know what? When we asked the girls, do you want to do the goats? Do you want to help Charlie? They both screamed out, Charlie, Charlie. And Leah's eyes began to tear up because it, is so good to give. And that's what we want our girls to be designed to do, is to give. Because that's what we live for, is to give. And whether we recognize it or not, that's what we were designed for. I love how Desire of Ages sums it up, talking about how Jesus gave us everything and giving us himself. It says this, Desire of Ages, page 21. Looking unto Jesus, we see that it is the glory of our God to give. The great principle, which is the law of life for the universe. That's the law of life for the universe. Get used to it if you want to enjoy being with God forever. Get used to giving. All things Christ received from God, but he took to give. So in the heavenly courts, in his ministry for all created beings, through the beloved Son, the Father's life flows out to all. Through the Son it returns in praise and joyous service, a tide of love to the great source of all. And thus, through Christ, the circuit of beneficence is complete, representing the character of the great giver, the law of life. Life is all about giving. God is love, a selfless love that gives and gives and puts you first. Will I, will you put others first? And will we make it more than once a year? Will it be more than just November and December? And, and you are an incredibly giving church family. Thank you for that. It's, a, it's an amazing thing to get to be a part of seeing how much giving goes on with our farm, with our school, with the, the various funds that we use to, to help people in need. And if you this morning, by the way, if you're suffering and you're in need, please talk to me. Talk to leaders and say, hey, I need help because that's what the church family is here for, to lift each other up, to help each other out because it's our privilege to get to bear one another's burdens. But don't let it just be at Christmas. There's a song that I just heard this year that I want to close with, and I want to read the lyrics to you. It's Once a Year by Josh, P Josh Wilson. Christmas Eve, Mom and Dad load the car with grocery bags. They take the kids and drive downtown and spend the night passing food out. Can't you picture that at Christmas? We're all excited about Let's go down. Let's feed the hungry. Let's, let's do something good for people, even at Thanksgiving. Once a year, December's here and our hearts open up. Once a year, we give with cheer to those who don't have enough. Wouldn't it be something if we all learned to love like it's Christmas more than once a year? No one rings a bell at the mall in June, but nobody said we can't give then too. And when autumn comes with its changing leaves, could we spend more time 
with the least of these. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love will always find the time. Love is now and love is here. And love is more than once a year. Once a year, December's here and our hearts open up. Once a year, we give with cheer to those who don't have enough. Wouldn't it be something if we all learned to love like it's Christmas more than once a year? I don't know what it's going to be for you, but I want to challenge you to make a New Year's resolution to love, to give, to serve, to do whatever it takes to let your light shine, to let Jesus pour his love through you to the world around you. It's the only thing that's going to change this world is for Jesus to shine brightly through you. And he promises that his glory will fill this earth, that the world will see Jesus lifted up. So as we close in prayer, I just want to make an appeal that, that you ask God, and we're just going to have another, another moment of, of silence for you to talk with Jesus. God, what will it be? What do you want me to do? Maybe there's multiple things. Maybe, maybe there's somebody that needs the time that you have to offer. and Maybe you need to set something aside in order to make that happen. Maybe there's somebody that, that needs your financial help. Or, or maybe you want to assist a little bit more with what the church is doing. We want to be a church that gives and loves and serves. And our local church budget right now, we're hoping by the end of the year to have another $24,000. And I, I, I just want to let you know that, that from, for me and for the church board, our goal is to serve and to love this community. And that's where the, that funds, those funds will go in lifting up Jesus for our community. So there's $24,000. If God lays it on your heart, would you pray and ask God, do you want me to be a part of fulfilling that? Or maybe, maybe you have skills that you can offer. Maybe there's somebody's car that needs to be fixed, a lawn that needs to be mowed. Maybe you have the ability to love and serve and give. Would you just ask Jesus to reveal how? That's my desire. For 2021, let's make it a year that's full of light, that surrounds us, This world needs light in the darkness, and it will shine brightly when we let Jesus shine through our hearts. Just bow your heads and ask him how he would have you love and give and serve. Father, thank you. You saw this tiny little planet who decided to take and take and take, and you said, I'm going to give to stop the cycle. Lord God, would you change my heart? Would you forgive me for being a part of taking? just focusing on self-preservation. Would you open up my heart? Would you open up our hearts? Would you transform us by that priceless love of Jesus Christ so that we love and serve and give until the very end? Thank you for the reminder of Bethlehem. Thank you for the reminder of the wise men. Thank you for giving us everything and giving us Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.